I'm just here for a brief introduction. Um, I'm pretty sure most of us probably, not everyone here, but most of us know Larry Costello. Uh, he's just going to share a little about God's walk with him and his walk with the Lord. A time for a testimony. The Bible is very like, clear about this. We're supposed to share the goodness of God in our lives. And when you share with other believers, it's like a boost. Like, right, yes, God is good. And all that's cool. He was good in your life in the same way. When we share with people that don't believe, it's supposed to inspire that feeling like, oh, God could be good in my life in that way. So I appreciate Larry being willing to tell some of his story. I hope that you see the connections as he goes through for this is our story, because the gospel is for all people, all ages, all kinds. It is good news, and um, I'm blessed that he's willing to share some good news with us. So Larry, would you come and tell us some more of your story, please, brother? Oh, good morning, New Hope. Morning. I think I've known this congregation for almost 15 years now. And I've sat in one of those seats listening to Dave thinking, how does he do it every week? And I'm afraid my watch is going to go on that my heartbeat's going too fast. That's what I'm afraid of right now. And I do this for a living. I sell for a living so you get in front of people. This is a more important message than that one. So, so I, I did write some things down, but I am going to go off cuff as well. So good morning, New Hope on this sacred Sabbath that the Lord has provided us. What a glorious day it is, especially for me. After consulting with my friend Dave, uh, I welcome the opportunity to share my passion for Christ, a Savior, and the enduring presence the Holy Trinity has had in my life. Thank you for this time this morning. It's the most important thing we have with one another. And um, in discussion and prayer, please do not be a stranger. I would like to get to know you better, and I welcome your friendship. So if anybody says, geez, I guess he's a little friendlier than I thought, come and see me, because I would like to be your friend as well. <laughs> a little bit about me and my journey with God, uh, the path that we have taken under his direction. After all, this is God's story. I'm just uh, going along with it, and I'm blessed in this journey. God the Father and the Holy Trinity have been present my entire life, which is truly the greatest blessing of all for me. Yes, this is not a story about loss and hopelessness. It is a story of gratitude and rebirth at critical times in my life. Let's start with gratitude, shall we? Because we hear about it a lot in song. My life, and maybe yours, is defined by the path we are taking and the people that God has carefully placed in that path especially at specific times in our lives. My core values have been defined by those individuals, parents, siblings, initially, friends, a congregation like New Hope, many educators, a beautiful wife like my wife Sandra and the children that we were blessed with, that watch over us through thick and thin. Who comes to mind for me? These people, Pastor Ott and Nancy, perfect examples. Dave and Michelle, and my wife of almost 29 years, Sandra. Front and center, in my mind all the time. Now along this path traveled, less traveled actually, are distractions that we find. Help, hopelessness, lack of purpose, clarity for what remains up ahead. And like many of you, I've allowed Satan to find a crack in that armor of strength and love. It happens to all of us. 
When this does happen, we have a few choices. Really, we continue down the path of destruction, or we search for forgiveness and peace in Christ. In Christ is where I find that. You see whether, you see whether grace, uh, I'm sorry, you see without grace, uh, I do not speak for yourselves, but that salvation that's provided us, I'd be lost forever without it. Essentially dead in sin, as they say. So many times in my life I have prayed with a lost path forward, with no real clairvoyance, which is a French word, clairvoyance, which means clear view to see. However, with a, strength, a strong spiritual confidence, which has truly gifted me straight ahead. Too many times to count. There is, there is by the grace of God, we go and I go. As a son of the Holy Father and his son Jesus and our Holy Spirit, I am often reminded what it means to be truly blessed. Gratitude comes to mind at this time. As a little boy growing up in Quincy, I often remember being surrounded by godly people who pointed me in the right direction, advocates uh, who were anecdotes at the time of my affliction where Satan was present. Often I listened, other times my earthly discipline failed me. This is where God's grace comes in, right? Although we do not necessarily deserve it, it is during these times our asking for guidance and forgiveness becomes front and center. Where would we be without it? Remember, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth that is in heaven. What gives me peace when I think of heaven? It is a place, of, um, a place where peace and love with no evil. Imagine such a creation I choose to. The hope of Jesus Christ along with our Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit always omnipresent in my life. Here is my, cousin, here is my current story. I proudly grew up at Sacred Heart Parish in Quincy, a Catholic institution, as did my wife, uh, Sandra. Uh, I won't get ahead of myself suggesting we're close to approaching 30 years in marriage. What I remember most about God and religion in, in general was the magnificence of the, of the Catholic Church edifice and the, and the sacraments. These sacraments of baptism, first communion, confirmation, and marriage are celebrated with reverence for the event and the commitment you're about to make. Was I on fire, as they say? If I'm being honest with each of you, probably not. I will say that the message from the Catholic Church is similar, very similar. It's a, an act of faith and, and service. Now comes into play later, mostly due to Sanders' due diligence, uh, to grow in the word is the, the path with new hope. Before I speak of that, I will share one vivid memory that sticks out when I was part of the Catholic Church as an altar boy. We'll call it fourth grade, it was right around then. And I was, uh, as an altar boy, you could get called out of class, which was always a pleasant thing, and have to go serve a mass. It was probably the greatest time to go serve a mass because school was going on. But I was called over numerous times, but this was very different. I was called over for a funeral, uh, 10 o'clock funeral on a Wednesday. And I'm all gowned up, ready to go out, take it very serious, get into a holy place. And there was this funeral 
for a gentleman who had passed and the, the, the people in the crowd who were of a different culture that I was used to were on fire. I mean, they were singing, screaming, raising their hands, all in pure joy because uh, their loved one was moving on to a better place. I had never seen it, I had heard about it, but uh, boy, when I experienced that that day in fourth grade, I thought, I gotta get me some of that. <laughs> I'm serious, I did. Okay, let's get back on to... Uh... So uh, again, very energetic group, uh, group, and I knew when I left church that day that that gentleman, I never saw a picture of him, but that gentleman was going to a better place and everybody in the crowd was convinced of it too. That was the big difference. I think maybe you might think we're going somewhere, but when the rest of the crowd knows it, you're going somewhere. So until I arrived at New Hope, I had not seen that type of celebration, in all honesty. Uh, the, the, the gentleman that was laid to rest that day surely had the people in his life that raised him up, and that's what you get here. Belief comes in many shapes, colors, and sizes. Don't judge. That's what I was taught as a young, young boy by my mom and dad, and to this day, I, I, I try to focus very closely on not judging. Easier said than done, huh? I think. Um, watch TV, hear a comment you don't like, and there it is, we start to judge. So if we're truly gonna walk in Jesus' shoes, we have to figure that one out. And I'm still working on it. I'm not here preaching that I've got it figured out, but boy, I think it's an important one. I'm, I'm gonna judge only myself, and I know that God will appreciate that thought. I hope someday that my loved ones will have that kind of a celebration I just spoke of. I don't look forward to that day, but I do. The alternative is so final and sad, really. What do we live for? Wouldn't you say it's for that, our salvation? I know that's what I live for. There's certainly other things, but that's mainly it. So let me move forward to two other more spiritually significant times in my life. Marriage, children, and new hope. I was educated at a Jesuit institution in Boston called Boston College High School as a young uh, teenager. A glorious time in my life. I was very uh, blessed to have that opportunity. I was taught by the Jesuits. Um, the Jesuits are unique. They take a vow of poverty. Um, they were living in pretty good comfort, but I, I will tell you that they couldn't own anything, and I, I found that very intriguing. How could you feel like you a success in life if you don't own anything materialistic. And, and they didn't. They, they couldn't. It was what they took a vow for. These Jesuits taught me confidence. That's what I got from BC High was confidence. And I remember feeling like, I got this. I, I, I got this. And um, we do most of the time, but not all of the time. So I was confident um, when I took a moment to um, make a decision who my life partner was going to be. And I, I I knew Sandra as a young girl. Uh, she was friends with my younger sister, but I really didn't have much to do with her until I was about uh, really 20, 21. Probably a blessing, but uh, at that age, I, I was ready for something bigger and better, and uh, I felt like uh, she was the right person, but I didn't know how to show her. Because quite honestly, we're not really taught these things. We learn them on our own through the grace of God. And uh, I remember thinking, yeah. And then Cindy reminds me years later that I, I didn't really get off to a great start. Um, and she was right, by the way. 
so it's not, this isn't a criticism, it was more of a, I just was, um, I wasn't showing what I needed to show for her to feel like, yeah, you're the right guy for me too. And, and of course, she did put me in her place in her own way, but I sometimes pray in desperation. Now, there are different types of prayer, and sometimes I have prayed in desperation. I told Dave a story this past week about my dad and I, uh, we used to sail race boats. Uh, we used to race sailboats on Quincy Bay. An extraordinary time in my life because I was a 12-year-old hanging with my dad on a boat out on the ocean. And uh, one of the desperation prayers at that time, we were, uh, we were out there pretty good, maybe, I'm gonna guess it was two miles. And a pretty significant scary storm came up and uh, I could even see the fear of my father's face as well. And we were in the thick of it. I mean, it was pretty scary. And uh, sure enough, the winds came in and, and tipped our boat over. It was capsized is what they call it. And we were hanging on to the bottom of it. There's a center board that comes up through the middle and we were literally hanging on, not knowing, honestly, not knowing what was gonna happen. And uh, I remember that prayer being so desperate. God help me. I've been so good, help me. And, uh, but take care of my father first. My earthly father. And uh, sure enough, God came through with that prayer, uh, as he always did. As I say to Dave, he hasn't let me down yet, and I don't think he ever will. But that was one that, I just, that just stuck with me, like a desperate prayer where I have nothing else but the hope of Jesus Christ. So that was, uh, that was, before I met Sandra, then I met Sandra, and of course, uh, she gets me right in my mind, and um, I, I go to ask her for her hand in marriage, and sure enough, on the big night, I take her to this fancy place in Charlestown, and I got the ring, and I'm pretty excited about everything, and I completely forget to get down on my knee. And so I get started, I'm like, hey, you know, I've been watching you a long time now, and she says, hey, hey are you gonna get down on your knee? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I am actually, I fought, I was nervous, so I got down on my knee and I, I didn't even know what I said, I just remember saying what I had to say, and of course all the people around you are like, okay, he's diving in there, and they all clapped, and uh, it was an extraordinary time in my life because I had never, I honestly had never made that kind of a commitment before. And uh, I'm not saying that there was a textbook for it when it happened, and frankly, I got off to a rough start. But if you really do care about something and truly believe in it and pray about it, um, you know, better days ahead. And so we've, we've been blessed with four beautiful gifts. Uh, we're working really hard to bring them along uh, for what they need to experience. There's a lot of young people in this congregation who I truly care about. Uh, I was in your shoes, many of them were out, but I see a few still here. And I just remember those people in our path guiding me, giving me advice. And you kind of knew the difference between the ones that cared and the ones that didn't. And I feel that here. Uh, I always did. And it's time for, to, to give back, to give that to the younger generation that's here and in the back, uh, even younger. Uh, so, I know God works in mysterious ways in our minds, but it's not mysterious for him. He has a game plan, and he always did, and there's nothing mysterious about, mysterious about it. So I had plans for happiness and a joyous occasions always, and then life got in the way. This is the marriage part now. So emotional setbacks and family, faith, and health. Uh, I became a type 1 diabetic at the age of 27. It's been 31 years, and that's a, that's a pretty good kick in the pants to deal with. And, uh, 
God's been good with me all through that too. Financial struggles and unbelief creeping. I call it unbelief because that's the word I've heard down here. It is unbelief. What gets us through to this day is truly hope, grace, and steadfast trust in the Lord. It's really the only thing that works. Although we are taught to believe in ourselves, there are times we lose certain amount of hope. Isn't that true? I know it is for me. What I have learned quite clearly is this will only get us through so far when in doubt we shall in prayer. As Dave identifies it, a prayer to win. Um, that stuck with me only recently. Uh, I've been listening to him for a long time, but the prayer to win, and I thought, yeah, what am I really praying about? Just to survive? That's kind of weak, isn't it? So the prayer to win sticks to me because, yeah, we were put here to win, not to just get by, not to fail. I mean, we do fail. I'm not suggesting we don't, but the prayer to win stuck, and I, I have changed my prayers. They're now prayers to win, and they feel different. So thank you, Dave. What are we asking for in these prayers to save ourselves from the evil that lurks, right? Be the best version of ourselves, which brings me to Sandra and New Hope, my transformation. So I guess for transformation, most of us feel like I don't really need one, although that has changed. And uh, you know, I thought my faith was just fine. It wasn't extraordinary, but it was just fine. I, uh, in the Catholic Church, as I said, I believe in a, a few sacraments that they have that are quite important. We, we have them here. We call them ordinances. I was just reminded by Dave, the other Dave, who's taking over. Um, and in that, um, I basically, uh, let's see, I lost my place. Oh, um, So, so what is it I want to kind of leave with you to, to learn about the path forward? It's, where is this path leading us? And so for me, it's, uh, it used to be uh, just, again, paying attention to the sacraments and then trying to live the best life you can. So when Sandra said, let's go down to this place called New Hope, I've already scouted it out. I think you're going to like it. <coughs> I was being honest, I was being a skeptic at the time. Uh, not, not in a bad way, but like, I don't know. And then what popped into my head? Honestly, that, that mass when I was in fourth grade, I thought, well, I don't know, maybe it's like that. Let's see. Sure enough, it was. We went down. I think we had the kids at that time because they were younger, and we went down there. And what, what I remember most was not only was the word relevant, front and center, but the people, really the congregation. It's the people in your path that God places there. And I thought, this is another whole story, isn't it? This is going to be a new chapter. And sure enough, has every Sunday been perfect? No, but just about. Um, I, I, I very much look forward to going to church, whereas before it was a bit of a task or a chore. I don't ever remember coming to New Hope and feeling it was a chore. Um, I remember it was something I needed. And there's a big difference there. So when you're on your path, I guess one of the things I wanted to make sure you do is pay attention to the people that are there. Uh, some of them that are there for the right reasons and some are there for other reasons. I won't call them the wrong reasons, but you've got to learn from everybody. And uh, just watch those people because some of them are there and they're really going to help you. And some of those that are there that aren't going to help you, you're going to help them. Um, 
Jesus is our friend. Uh, I, I, I know Jesus is our friend. I'd be, I'd be long gone without him. Uh, these diverging paths that Sander talks about, you know, the path less taken. I think we're all on that path. Um, we don't choose our path for the ease of it. We choose it because it's there and we're determining how can I become the best version of myself. And I think that's sometimes why we come down and do these things that aren't so much fun. I will say washing the floors last night, well, yesterday wasn't too bad, but it was some work. And there was parts of it that were kind of blah. But I will say we had a purpose and that purpose got accomplished and that makes me feel good. Remember that this is God's story, right? We're living it, but it's God's story. Uh, my transformation really was more about in the beginning, uh, stepping out of the comfort zone and learning about other people and watching what they do. And I've been impressed all these years. Um, I, I, was, I was troubled two weeks ago when Ray became ill because Ray is one of those people I look up to. Ray is somebody that I, I look up to because of his resilience and what he shows us. His path has not been easy and I know that, but I also know he's stronger than that. And he has taught me that. So thank you, Ray. Art, with all of his readings and teachings, and we've had some good discussion over the years. Some of them have been not combative, but challenged one another between all the different denominations. But I've learned quite a bit from Art, and I'm so blessed to have Art in my life. The scriptures. Um, I wanted to read a scripture uh, that is very relevant to me. And many of you have heard it before. But I am going to read it because it tells a story that I think is very similar to many of our stories, but certainly mine. 1 Peter 5, 6, 11. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time. Casting all your anxiety upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. Be of sober spirit. That one sticks with me. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Isn't that true? But resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in this world. And after we have all suffered, just a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now, I'm not ending there. I'm just taking a, a quick stop there because I uh, remember reading that thinking, yeah, this isn't saying things are going to be that easy, is it? They're going to be what they are. And, uh, but how will I get through it? And so, again, if it was me thinking for myself, I can't get through it. But when you think about it, right, all these little things, whether it's your young one trying to get through school, school's a huge burden at the time, and you're wondering how you're going to pass, and then you, the next thing is you're wondering what you're going to do with your life, and who you're going to meet, and what you're going to become, and all these things overwhelm you. But I have learned to place that anxiety with God. Just not that I don't care about my performance and what I do, but I place it with God, including this morning, all will be well. And that has been true every single time. I haven't always heard the answers to my prayers the way I wanted, but God had a purpose for it. And I feel as though placing our anxieties with God and being humble. I mean, Sandra says, well, if you remind yourself you're humble, you're really not. Just be humble. 
But I have been humbled. I have been humbled. As she reminds me, you can't at BC High, you thought you were going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread, and then other things came about. So, so I will say this, my prayers have been answered. Uh, the journey is by no stretch over. Um, I think that uh, when I look about the people before me, I mentioned art and, and what have you, uh, they need our prayers. They need our prayers just like they prayed for us. So it's, it's, it's a return. And Santa said, well, when we give, we really don't expect anything back. No, but when we do receive, we should be able to give back to those that have guided us. So my prayers do go out to some of those that are older than us, and there's not too many in this congregation, and certainly the younger people. The younger people are really of my highest concern because I think some of the people that came before me, I know they're saved, I know they're going to a better place than here, um, but the younger people need us. Uh, I remember needing that person, whoever they were, whether it was they put a hand on my shoulder or taught me something. Uh, that's what the younger folks here need. I know we know this. I'm reminding everybody that that's where my focus will be at. When I reached out for friendships, I hope to make more friendships with the younger ones as they go through some of their tough stuff. So, um, I guess I'll get back to my, my, uh, my story. And it's not that much longer. Um, <clears throat> So the, uh, the last part of my story is really about uh, New Hope, the next chapter. So when we think about what we experienced in Easton and where we are today, this is really something that I thought was a bit scary, again, stepping out of our comfort zone. But what was, what was interesting about it, and Sandra knows me well, she's like, are you concerned about this move? I said, I'm not, because Dave was very convincing to me, and I'm certain to all of you that you know, when we go to take these leaps of faith, they're, they're not little small jumps. They are leaps of faith. And so this, like everything God does, has a purpose and it has uh, a story behind it. And it's just starting, which is really exciting, actually. Um, but you do need people that are competent uh, because they're the ones that are going to help you when you're feeling a little bit doubtful about, why would we go down to the center of Taunton when we're in beautiful Eastman? And I know why, because this is where we're needed. And, and that was pretty crystal clear. It was one of those clairvoyant moments where I was like, yep, that part's crystal clear. Um, for each of you, I, I watch you bring your families in here, some are younger now, to watch the young people work. It gives me hope. Uh, there's too many things on TV that tell us there's no hope. That's a big lie. The, the young people here scrubbing the floors who don't know any better because their parents are saying, this is what we're gonna do today. That's hope right there, that's real hope. And the people that are gonna come through these doors to become part of whatever it is here, they're gonna be blessed with it. And, and that's ultimately, it's a Bible story. It's a true Bible story that's alive in 2023. So for me, uh, I am thrilled to be part of the congregation. I continue to plan on learning from each of you. Um, I hope you will learn from me. Uh, just know that I, I tend to love people. Uh, I don't tell them all the time because I guess maybe I'm a guy, I don't know. But I will tell you, uh, when I drive home from here and other events that we have, I often am like, someone pops into my head, I'm like, man, that's a pretty cool person right there. I should probably get to know them. So I will reach out to you and try to get to know you a little better. But God is my savior. And I am telling each of you, I would be long gone without him. I would be long gone without my gift, Sandra. 
and this congregation, who is very, very important to me. When one Sunday I wasn't so sure that was the case, God was very clairvoyant in showing me why I was there that day and why I'm still here today. So I love each and every one of you, and I tried to keep this under about 12 minutes on purpose. I went a little over. I think I covered everything. There's a few more things I didn't, but there'll be a day for that sometime in the future. And thank you for your time today.